0: Hello, it's Peter Wright on his own for a change in Ontario, Canada with episode number 40 of the Yacking Podcast. This is where we talk about life, business and more and we bring you tips and ideas for the changing world we find ourselves in today. Uh, The reason I'm on my own is Kathleen is sitting on the other side of the interview table and it's my turn to interview her and another uh, lady uh, who we'll introduce in a moment. So the tables are turned. Good morning, Kathleen. How are you down in Kitchener?
1: (laughs) Good morning, Peter, and good morning to all of you. Once again, thank you so much for joining us. We so appreciate you tuning into our shows, and we also love your comments, so please keep them coming. And yes, I'm on the receiving end of this interview today. So I'd also like to interview my business colleague that I absolutely adore, the lovely Mary Palomarvich. Hello, Mary, welcome. Thank you, thank you, Kathleen.
2: Thanks, Peter and Kathleen, for having me today. I'm looking forward to our to our discussion today and 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 our talk.
0: Great, no, nice to see you again, Mary. It's been a while since we've done this. So first yeah. of all, it, it's going to I'm going to go back to Kathleen. Kathleen, uh, our viewers see a lot of you, but they don't know a lot about you. So tell our viewers and listeners a little bit about yourself while you have the opportunity.
1: Yes, well, I um, am a Quebec. Born and raised a girl, so I'm French-Canadian, and I moved to Ontario uh, to finish my education, went to university here and got a psychology degree. Went into the business world and worked for the corporate world for several years. And uh, after that, just um, had a few opportunities for um, online businesses. And um, now I'm actually embarking on this venture with Marys, and we'll talk about that
2: in just a bit. Mm
0: -hmm. That's that's good, um, Mary. Your turn. Tell us, our listeners and viewers, a little bit about yourself. Sure, sure.
2: Well, uh, Peter, I'm I'm Canadian as well. Um, however, I'm I'm an expatriate uh, living abroad in in Europe in Serbia um, for the last twelve years. So, um, grew up in Waterloo and uh, university degree in marketing. Um, with about 25 years of marketing experience, uh, working for large car- corporations and uh, mid-sized businesses and small startups and digital agencies, so uh, you know across all spans and, and industries. But uh, Kathleen and I are are working together in a really exciting area right now, which is uh, um, our company is called Carry Tech Solutions, and what we do is we uh, we assist companies. Um, in terms of uh, realizing their innovative uh, projects and, uh, and technological um, uh, goals. And what we do is we, we find um, the right people to uh, execute and, uh, you know, find the right team members that, that companies may need in terms of technical expertise, but also in terms of execution of projects, uh, such as app development and uh, websites.
0: Great. We're going to get into a bit more detail as we go through uh, in a moment, but um, just for the benefit of our new listeners and viewers, Mary has been on this show twice before, if I remember rightly. So if you you scan back through some of our past episodes, you'll find out more about where Mary lives and how she likes it there and all the advantages. Mm -hmm. And also she has some very good tips for remote workers and people who might find themselves working from home for the first time in a long career. So I'd uh, encourage you to go and look at those. Now I'm going to go back to Kathleen and um, Kathleen, what was the motivation? Mary's told us a little bit about Kerry Tech Solutions, but what was the motivation for starting that up a couple of years ago?
1: Actually, it was, um, kind of an evolution, really, because Mary came back to Canada, and uh, we reconnected. And it was like we never missed a beat. It was like we had never been apart for all these years. But um, through the course of conversations, we discovered that there was a huge opportunity in tech. And uh, Mary saw this opportunity where she is with the the amount of talent that um, is, lo- you know, the, the kind of t- tech talent that is located in, in Europe, and how we might be able to help companies here locally um, with, the, with help with their tech projects. And so just through the course of having these discussions, and it just evolved into, oh my gosh, there's an opportunity here uh, to help our Canadian companies and all, actually, all over North America with some uh, wonderful talent. And that's how it all really got started. It's just sitting down over lunch one day and it just kind of, the idea just came to life.
0: <laughs> wow. Isn't that this amazing? And it's another example of what they call the butterfly effect or, or the chain effect, I think. Sorry, I dropped, dropped something. Um, because I, I understand, you can tell us more, Mary. You you came back for a family reason. You came back to Canada, and sort of reconnected by chance with Kathleen, and all this has grown from that. So, explain yes. a bit more about the, how that happened.
2: Sure. And Kathleen and I are actually going back a little bit. How we actually met is we worked we worked together um, in the corporate world, and and we were really really great friends. Um, uh, I did um, make the move with my with my family while I out here. To- children were quite young still. My husband and I talked about it for many years, and we made the move, um, uh, you know, to Serbia because we wanted to really explore the European lifestyle. We really liked um, the pace and the the chance and opportunity for our children, um, not only to, um, you know, learn about other cultures and and, and also their languages um, that they could um, expand upon, um, which, you know, it's, it's highly, uh, there's a lot of enf- enf- emphasis here on learning foreign languages. Of course, English is, is, is like their mother tongue, but um, Serbian, German, French. Um, and uh, we really felt that it was a better environment for them to actually use it. And, uh, and we really, I don't think we ever regretted it, but I, I do come back. I have a lot of family and friends in Canada. And, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I did go back. Um, my daughter actually studying in, in uh, university, she decided to study in Canada. Uh, and so that's when Kathleen and I, uh, sat down and had lunch and caught up, talked about what we've been doing for all those years. And really it just, it just, um, was a synchronicity and it's all about timing, Peter, isn't it? It's all about uh, picking up and, um, you know, old friends can do that, right? You can pick up even after, after 10 years. And, like no time has passed, so that 's exactly how Kathleen and I were. but uh, timing is um, when it 's the right time to move on to the new thing, and we really felt that this was the right uh, time to do this, and we really felt that there was um, a really strong uh, opportunity to to make a connection between um, groups of people that could simultaneously benefit each other, you know great tech talent um and and companies because there is a tech talent shortage in the world (laughs) everywhere and um and sometimes it can be challenging for companies to try and find the right um new team members or even if it's just project project related so this is what we offer is is really the high level of expertise but at the same time um really understanding and trying to bring companies into a place where they can move ahead with innovative products and projects and goals uh, even if they don't know how to start, or where to begin, or what it is that they really want to do, uh, so I think our background, Kathleen and I, you know, highly, you know, um, really customer customer service and uh, uh, marketing oriented, but also with the, with the, an understanding and an appreciation of tech.
0: Wow. Yeah, very good. And as you say, timing is everything. Isn't that amazing? That's a a, a nice story. So I got a question. I'm going to start off with Kathleen and then uh, she can bounce it backwards and forwards between the two of you. I I think better in pictures and especially in movies. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a movie script because I think uh, it could be useful for a lot of our viewers and listeners. Because I know from managing small, medium, and, and even being a senior manager in a, large, a large, very large business, a lot of management guys and business owners are not really familiar with what goes on in the IT world. They see mm-hmm. the results of what comes out of the IT department, if you like, or out of their computer, but they don't know what goes into it. So I'm going to paint a picture for you. I'm a, a medium-sized business owner, and what's happened during this virus shutdown, it's really brought home to me in a very severe lesson how far behind I am in the whole automation world because I've been trying suddenly been trying to have people working at home and coordinate this lot and do more on the computer myself. And it's been a total nightmare. So if I was to come to Kerry and say, you know, I've really got to very quickly get on this automation bandwagon and, and streamline processes. Otherwise I'm going to go bust. My business is in trouble. So Kathleen, start off. How, how would you approach that from Kerry
1: Oh, that's a great question, Peter. And one of the things that the uh, whole pandemic has has brought to everybody's attention is this notion of remote work. This is not a new notion. It's it's something that has been ongoing for many years now. However, the pandemic has made it clear that this will probably be something that a lot of employers are going to. Um, this will become sort. I hate the term new normal, but I'm going to use it in this instance where. If there will be a change made to a lot of 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 how corporations operate, in that they will start to uh, to see how remote work can help them and can benefit their corporations. So, uh, having said that, what we do to help companies is is really sit down with them. Sometimes it's just an idea that they have, or they have redundancies within their company. They need to streamline different processes that really are done manually and don't need to be done manually, but they don't know how to, to streamline those processes and how to automate them. And that's where we can come in and become consultants and just take a look at what they do on a daily basis and they, and see those redundancies and see how things can possibly become automated and so that they can redeploy their valuable employees to something else and so that's that's really how we work uh is is just to, to act as consultants see how we can streamline the process and then we work with a development team. Mary is there anything you want to add to that?
2: Yeah, Kathleen just to you know to reiterate and just really support what you said um uh, automation is something that we all, you know, it comes right to mind but especially at this this time of uh, in the world. <laughs> it's such a strange thing to say in the world. It's, it's not country specific. It's worldwide. Um, and so I don't know if you recall at the beginning of, of this year, we, we kind of talked about uh, things we should be thinking about to survive in the next decade. You know, here we are in 2020, embarking on a whole new decade. And we kind of suggest some things that all businesses should be thinking about, including automation, including the use of uh, AI, uh, artificial intelligence. Um, And, uh, you know, innovation is one big thing. And here we are, like (laughs) gangbusters, you know, this is it. Welcome to the new decade. Uh, There's no easing into change. We are in change. We are having to live change. And change is happening every day. So flexibility is a big thing, but um, it's kind of forcing Uh, most businesses to really closely look at what areas they need to um, put their attention on, you know, and and there's a a bit of selection here, isn't there? You really have to look at the areas of of where you should be innovating right now at this time, um, but also in in a long-term process. So Absolutely. The conversation about what, you know, what's happening in your business right now and where are the areas that things are kind of hiccuping um, and how can innovation help you right now, automation and let's use the tools that are, that are out there. Artificial intelligence is being used already. It's just kind of going through the information and data that you have and using that to, to a bit of predictive predictability um, and analyzing all the information, many companies have tons of data. They don't don't even know what to do with it, but you can really glean a lot of information from that. It's just a couple examples. So um, here we are in 2020 and innovation is absolutely a necessity. Um, Surviving means change and um, going through lots of changes. We can't even really predict anymore um, what that might look like, but we do have to start thinking about um, being open to uh, new solutions and doing things we haven 't really thought about doing before
0: right so from, to both of you I, if i was I can see the advantages in a service industry, uh, for instance, I have a couple of friends who have a market research company where they interview their clients customers and they 've been working remotely for years they have uh, people working from them all over North America, working from home, doing phone phone questionnaires. So, and finance banks, market research, all this, I can see how, how you can automate and those people can work remotely. But in a, a strictly manufacturing environment, my sort of tunnel vision says, wow, there's not much we can change here. But I guess even in a manufacturing business, there's a lot of tasks that fall into the service category that you could automate. Is that right?
1: Well, you know, Peter, even when it comes to the manufacturing sector, when you think about what operates machinery, what makes the machineries and factories run, it's all software, right? Yes, it's all sure, computer sure. driven. So a lot of those processes, a lot of those that software can be built by a development team anywhere in the world. So and it, it really impacts almost every industry now, right? It's, it's all run by some sort of computer-generated program.
0: Okay. So so let's look at um, online sales, for example. So, I mean, I use Amazon. I order books and stuff from Amazon, no problem. I know what I want to order. It, But if I'm manufacturing something that's more technical but not high-tech computer stuff, uh, spare parts, for instance, that people want to feel and look at um, – Is that something that you can build an app for be automated Um, or or is that one going to be one of the last things? I I think technology is advancing. So there's, there is a solution to that, which Mary's smiling. She's obviously way way ahead of me on that one. What's (laughs) the answer to those businesses who feel that their customers need to touch and hold what they produce? How do you get around that one?
2: Mm. You know, there's, all kinds of interesting things you could be doing and we're looking at probably within the next i'm sure lots of companies are thinking about that already in terms of how can i recreate a touch and feel uh, experience without having something in front of me right we're talking virtual reality and we're talking mm. about um you know recreating something um over you know superimposing something things you can virtually try something on or whatever. So we're talking about um, how can you recreate the experience of, of not being somewhere physically, but, or um, managing any logistics, you know, we're talking about logistics as well. you know, getting something from, from the customer to, to yep. the, to uh, the, and everybody's having problems with that now with, the, with deliveries. There's so much uh, online shopping happening now and many delivery companies, I'm sure are thinking about that. So you know, um, my suggestion is always really to start with, um, you know, s- small, simple solutions. Of course, that will that will give you um, a breather and allow you to recover from that, and then build on build on to the next thing. Okay. Don't stop. You should never stop. You know, You fix one small thing, you fix the leaky faucet, and then you you move on to the next thing. Um, but you know, there's so uh, so many things, and I think that during this time we're all thinking innovatively, right? I think we're all uh, trying to, to uh, find something and to find a better way to do it. It could even be um, Peter uh, just recognizing that we're having issues and problems. Right. And so how do you manage that with your clients and with your customers? It could just be better communication with your clients and with your customers and saying, um, we're out of stock right now and building communications and notifications and using software in a better way to manage that client relationship and to, um, and that's so important. And I think that we're leading into another issue, another theme right now, which is better communication during this time. We need to communicate better. We need to use tools to communicate better, to work together, to collaborate better. These are all highly highly relevant um areas that everybody should be focusing
0: on so if i understand what you're saying mary a lot of improvements and and really survival tactics for small businesses could come in in not actually inventing anything new but using systems that are out there and tools that are out there to improve their own internal system and that's again where you guys from carry come into that to help people do that
2: correct up- upgrading, <laughs> uh, you know, adding uh, functionality to something that you already have, you know, um, and and the enhancements that you need so that you are poised for a much better response. Um, and and you know, I don't want you want to say whether the store, but it is really. Um, Managing what whatever it is that's going on right now, however long it may happen go on for, uh, but there's great learnings going on right now, and and um, you always use what you have on hand and you build from there.
0: And Absolutely. You get better. And if we if we look at history, if we look at what developments the Second World War triggered, I mean everything from radar to new hospital procedures to. Communication, a huge number of uh, innovations came out of that time of disaster and stress, and perhaps we're seeing a parallel now that uh, although we haven't got a war situation, we've got so much stress on society and business that we're going to trigger All sorts of new stuff coming out. So yeah, interesting times there for sure. Now, I got to ask you, I, I understand there's another side to your business as well. So let me paint another picture for our audience. And that's, I'm now a different owner of a different business. And I'm a little bit more familiar with IT and what goes on. And I'm more involved with what my IT people do. But I really need a good developer for a new project we want to do. I can't really find anyone locally. And and it's going to be a fairly short-term project. So I don't want to take a guy on a a high-salary contract for years and years and have to build him a nice office. But I need that developer. And he could work remotely. I don't even know where to start looking for a guy like that. So so where do you guys come in there?
1: Yes, Peter, you know, that is another part of what we do is if we – if there's a company locally that is in need of some sort of talent, whether it's a developer, project manager, um, very specific needs, and uh, we help find them the right talent. So we act as recruiters that way. Um, and right. sometimes, sometimes they want the person full time and sometimes they want the person for a short, uh, you know, for, for just a project, but they want a dedicated person. Um In which case we can help with that as well
0: ah interesting and you you would have um, access to people for all sorts of different projects different types of i t work um. mm-hmm. absolutely and
2: and it's and it could be um you know i, I it's it's very broad, you know, and and it could be very uh, specific to certain um, programming um, languages, or it could be even um, sector and industry specific in terms of of knowledge. So, absolutely, what we found in in the last while is that there is a, there is a wealth of, of talent, and um, and we've been really quite fortunate and, and, uh, and uh, to to be able to uh, tap into those resources. Um, so we feel that, you know, um, I mean, situationally where we are location wise in in the world, um, here in Europe, we're, um, in a very, um, Western minded, um, you know, English proficient country. And so that doesn't pose any type of, uh, challenge whatsoever, even time zone wise, it's only usually, you know, six to six hour, you know, approximately six hour time difference, but a lot of people that, that um, like remote working don't even mind uh, that Uh, they're very flexible. And this is what, of course, remote working offers is that, you know, the office doesn't shut down at at 5.00 PM. People are working where they are and, and they're more open and flexible to different time zones. So.
0: Okay. And, and just picking up from previous conversations I've had with both of you, you, you have access to people at various levels of talent, right? From. (laughs) sort of virtual assistants, I don't know if that's the correct term, up to really senior project managers who can take on and manage big teams um, remotely. Absolutely. So, so that's another useful one for people who need somebody. We're going to be running out of time fairly soon, but we have a few minutes left. So both of you, for our audience, tips and tools you've picked up. You know, you're far more uh, aware of what's, what's available out there in the, in the form of tools for productivity, remote working. Mary, start with you. What's a couple of your favorite um, tools that you use to manage remote work?
2: Yeah, I've been working remotely for a few years. And, you know, personally, I can say that um, uh, for many people that, you know, this is something new, um, especially when most family members are at home right now. And, uh, and, and maybe a you know, maybe, you know, several people working from home (laughs) as well. You're not the only one finding uh, finding your your space um, is is important. And um, it's kind of hard to actually, um, in the beginning to to um, distinguish between home life and and work life, you know, because you, you can kind of have a sense of what's going on at home, you know, you're Kids are at home, or you know, somebody's cooking, and there's a question you have to kind of look up and answer. So both worlds are coming together now, it's it's, it's quite um, interesting for many people. I've 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 lived through this, so I know how to manage that. So it's good to have a dedicated workspace. Um, and so when you do sit down in this place, you're kind of in, in mental, you're in a work mode, you, you kind of start thinking it's work time, you know. Um, and, and it's okay to change that space as well, um, to kind of break your location. And so you you kind of freshen up, you know, you know, get up and, and you say, I'm going to be here for the next hour or so. Um, another, another thing that can really help is, um, in terms of, you know, doing your to-do list and giving yourself some personal goals you know your boss isn't with you you kind of have to be self-motivating in a sense um which is really important um and uh and you know scheduling it's great that you can meet now you know obviously we're doing this in a way through zoom uh, for example uh google hangouts uh, where you can really bring team members together and collaborating is hugely important because you still you still feel connected. It's important to still feel connected to sure. your teammates and your clients. So face to face is important. Um, I, some people are shy; and they don't like to turn on their video when they're meeting, and I, I think that that's <laughs> I think that's a mistake. I think we should all see each other, and uh, that that visual engagement really helps us to stay connected. And it doesn't have to be you know. We all have to be aware that where we are right now in the world and people are at home and maybe you don't have the perfect, um, you know, office setup in the background, it doesn't really matter. And um, we are a little bit more flexible and open, but still offer some professionalism. It's kind of balancing that, isn't it? It's kind of, yeah. like, I'm at home, yeah. but, uh, and it's okay. And, uh, <laughs> but, you know, uh, offer that up. So communication is hugely important. Kathleen, do you have anything else you think you maybe I've missed? You know what, for people working at home, what is
1: required, I think, is some level of self-discipline and routine. So just as if you were to go out to an office space and every morning you're there for eight or nine, and then you leave at a certain time, you need to set a routine for yourself, even though you're working from home. So you get up in the morning, you just, you you, you know, you go through your morning routine and when you come to your office space, whatever that space may be, maybe it's part of the dining room, maybe you have a separate office uh, or the basement, wherever it is within your home, now you're sitting down and it's work time. And as you said, Mary, a to-do list for the day to make yourself, you know, what do I need to get through today? And just stick with it. It's, that kind of discipline is, is so important. And in terms of you and I communicate, we have meetings daily we communicate through Slack. Slack is is one of our favorite channels to to chat. Uh, we use that all the time, uh, and of course, email. So we just we communicate through Zoom every day, uh, and and you know you just
2: have to that's what you have to do in order to keep working.
0: Yeah. Yep. Great tools no, Very out good. There.
2: Yeah, lots of great tools out there. Again, software that's helping us get through this this uh, remote uh, working uh, world right now.
0: Yep. Very good. Thank you. We are running out of time. So I am going to ask Kathleen to finish off, but before she does, uh, how do people get hold of you if they want to talk to you about what you, how you can help them?
1: Well, we welcome you to visit our website at Carrie and uh, certainly send us an email at info at Carrie tech solutions.com. Or if you want to reach Mary or myself, it's Mary at com or Kathleen at com, And we look forward to hearing from
2: you.
0: Thanks, Kathleen. Thanks, Mary. Kathleen, I'm going to ask you to put your yakking show hat back on and finish our episode off for our viewers in in the way and the style and the grace you normally do. I can't even come close to that. So it's over to you. And thanks, Mary.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you all for joining us once again. We so appreciate you tuning into our show. And and of course, if uh, now being on the receiving end of these interviews, it's not so bad. So if you're interested in being interviewed and showcasing what you do and your company, please reach out to us and we'd be happy to have you as a guest on the show. So once again, thank thank you, Mary. Thanks, Peter. Thank and uh, we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.